Welcome to the disclaimer. The following podcast may contain material of a mature nature. All views expressed in this show are those of the podcasters and not of their sponsors or employers. Enjoy the show. Okay, so I am by no means a seasoned professional, so I have no idea exactly how we should kick this thing off, per se, outside of this intro. Other than to say, welcome to the Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And we hope we don't bore you too much today. So, yeah, there's that. There's enough boredom in the world already. Yes, yes, there is. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're here. It's it's our first episode. I haven't ever done this before. We're a little, little uh, new and you know, I would say rusty, but rusty would actually mean that we're like, you know, we've done it before and that we know what we're doing, but we have no fucking clue what we're doing. We're just going to kind of wing it here. That's okay. I, I kept waiting for you to say something like, you know, all oh, hell yeah, and uh, it that's the wrong podcast. That <laughs> that would be the wrong podcast, and I would feel very bad for ripping off Court oh, and or Bobby, you know, just like I wouldn't want to do the whole uh, tomorrow intro thing either from the mediocre show. And here we are name dropping on our first podcast. Isn't that awesome? Yep. Yeah. Like we actually, you know, have some sort of hookup to them or something. And we like don't, that. but we listen. We listen, yes, avidly. Yes. So In fact I would say that's part of our inspiration. Perhaps. Yeah. The bearded uh you know, the bearded goodness coming from the east coast and then the uh crunchy granola goodness on the west coast here and we're inspired. Exactly. Or something like that. So yeah, enough of my rambling here. Well, um, are we going to, like, introduce ourselves or... Oh, well, what? didn't we just uh, give our oh, names a few oh, minutes ago? Yeah, <laughs> but, like, that's our entire definition. Well, go um, ahead. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I'm, I'm Jody, mom of three children. Um, what we're trying to accomplish with the whole podcast is kind of an outlet for, um, you know, between our parenting and the world's parenting and what uh, the definition of good and bad parenting can be and um, mostly for the pure entertainment value of uh, our own and everyone else's children. And you're telling me that you didn't do any show prep. Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was a lot more philosophical than I was going to get on any of this stuff. So well, I didn't do show prep, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I haven't thought about the show. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about the show longer than you've been thinking about the show. That's that's definitely true, but I had to rope your ass into doing it. I know. I'm noncommittal. <laughs> yeah. I had to go and register the domain name just to get her to even think about doing it, so that was kind of awesome. Yeah. You walk in. Oh, by the way, we have a podcast name. Well, I said we had a domain name. Well, Hopefully, <laughs> it was a podcast name, because if not, I had just wasted, you know, 10 bucks on a year's worth of registration that we couldn't use. Yeah. I think that was exactly how you phrased it, actually. Sounds about like something I would say. Yeah. I, I get it. Okay, so now you get to tell us about you. Well, my name is Justin. I am also a father. Well, I'm not a mother. I'm a father of three. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think this would be an excellent outlet because there are some days where I feel like Billy Bob Thornton from Bad Santa, where I just want to look at my kids and go, seriously, are you fucking with me? Um, Because of some of the crazy shit that they do. Oh, by the way, this podcast is not safe for work. I believe the intro took care of that. Did it say that? Something about, yeah, of adult mature content or something. I don't remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure I said like mature and stuff. Right, but you didn't say not safe for work. You didn't say like, hey, I'm going to be cursing a lot because... I figured mature audience probably okay. covered that. Covers it. But if you need me to re-record it, I can. No, I'm good. It's all good. We can do that. So, you know, we have the technology, obviously. <laughs> so, how was your week? Um, Good. I mean, between, uh, you know, the, the kids being slightly sick, but not full-blown sick like they were in December, um, that was good, you know. Or better, I guess I should say. <laughs> Little sick is better than a lot Sucked of sick. Sucked less than it did before. Yeah, that's what we're trying to say. That's what we're trying to say. Um, 
and uh, you know it was my first full week back to work selling what I sell. Um, it's the first full week in three weeks, so it felt ex- exceptionally long. But other than that, it was good. Yeah, and I, you know, um, the month of December was crazy for me too. Or with Rob being gone, or somebody being gone from work. Probably shouldn't name drop here, but it's too <laughs> late now, I guess. Did that. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, that guy. Uh, no, but it was you know, at work we had we were a shorter person, and so December was just kind of all sorts of nutty. And I'm trying to catch up now, and I've got. Uh, turns out that 2014 seems to be the year of lots and lots of sales, and I'm going to be driving and doing a lot of stuff so this was a busy busy week lots of things and th- stuff going on and, and i'm r- and, rambling and trent turned two uh he did yes Our trent turned two. child turned two years old yesterday yep we went out to pizza his favorite thing in the whole five full wide world i thought he was going to slit the waitress's throat though every time she walked by the table and didn't have that pizza in hand at one point he actually had the knife had the knife a a butter knife for those of you wondering about my parental skills already um he raised the butter knife and kind of like slashed it through the air and said pizza like like almost like you expect an axe murderer to say the word and and she didn't really notice and that made him even more upset (laughs) It's especially since it, it, it was very Tarantino-esque. I mean, I was just waiting for him to like, he was envisioning blood spurting across the room because his I, pizza was not there. I think so. I mean, he, he, it, it, the scene would have fit right along in Kill Bill. I, I swear it would. Yeah, that it, it very much could have. I mean, that was, that was pretty interesting. So, but, um, so yeah, we have three kids. We are parents. Um, our life is always crazy. Um, I don't know. What else do you got right now? Um, well, do we want to say the names and ages? Yeah, we can do that. We got, um, our oldest is Ezra. He's uh, nine, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. God, I always, I always screw him up. <laughs> he's nine, but he <laughs> acts like he's, well, it depends on the circumstance, but. Yeah, know. there's some days he acts 42. There's other days he acts two, but you know, we love him all the same. Yes, we do. Then we have Temperance. She's four going on 40. Little uh, princess slash drama queen slash, oh my God, tomboy. Yeah, I mean, she's whatever she wants to be every day of the week, and I love her for it. She'll dress up in a dress and make up and then go catch worms in the backyard. (laughs) Yeah, can't catch worms unless, you know, you got plenty of room to run in the free-flowing dress. Or the thing with the ladybugs and all the dead ones. (laughs) (laughs) When we moved into our new house, she... She realized that the ladybugs liked to sit in the windowsill and she would collect them all. But then she realized that they were starting to die slowly. So she started carrying around the box of dead Well, it was a bug catcher. I know, but it was a box of dead ladybugs. I I, I agree. She just hasn't got the whole feeding them or taking care of them thing down. And also the fact that if you swing the box around at high velocity, it may or may not just destroy bugs. Yeah. Well, you know... I was hoping for a more humane way to get rid of them, but four-year-olds aren't always the most humane. No. <laughs> Oops. Uh, and then uh, the aforementioned Trent, who just turned to yesterday. Uh, otherwise known as Big Bear Trent. He, or Scoot. Or Scoot. Yes, that was a lovely nickname he's, he's got. He's a man of many names. Uh, yes, many names of one passion, and that passion is food. Yes. Actually, maybe it's two passions, food and sleep. <laughs> oh, so, I thought you were going to say something else. Well, the the boo. If you're talking about breastfeeding and booby, then that falls under the category of food. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, we're working on weaning him from the tit, and he so far is like, yeah, no, bite me. Yeah, yeah. 
and I shouldn't say we as in like I'm actually actively a part of this, you know, because it's not like I've got the boobs or anything like that that are being molested on a daily basis. Well, it's not like we're being that insistent on it either. Like, really pretty lax at this point. True, 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 true. He's he's leaving on his own, and we're allowing him to do so. He's leaving. I didn't. No, I mean the 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 boob. He's leaving the boob. He's oh, I, I I didn't read it as that. I mean, he seems pretty well um happy to cozy right up next to the TV there and just. <laughs> no, but he's given up certain amounts. I mean, he doesn't. He's not as insistent. He's not as. Um, uh, how oh, do I say? It? Okay, I get you. Yeah, no, he's like, not. He's yeah. slowly letting go of his attachment to my breasts (laughs) which is kind of nice because uh between tempe and trent i have been pregnant and or breastfeeding for the last five and a half years straight yeah and i have not been (laughs) pregnant or breastfeeding for the last five and a half years i've just been here to witness it all and putting up with me who's been going through all of it so i'm i'm willing to give that up anytime now <clears throat> well, yeah, we'll have to talk to him about that and see what he says. Yeah. Well, um, you did mention you had show prep that you actually wrote down on paper. Well, I had topics and, you know, probably isn't the most professional thing per se to talk about the topics as if, you know, but anyways, we'll, no, we'll just roll it, with it. Are you saying I'm unprofessional? No, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's necessary, if it's like, you know, breaking podcast etiquette to go, hey, I prepped for the show, look at me, no, or not no, like that. No, because so. all the podcasts I've listened to have at least once mentioned the fact that they do that. Oh, well then look at that. We're like legit see, pros and stuff. See, I'm just leading by example, or following example. I'm not leading anything. So I'm definitely following other people. I'm following in the footsteps of those before me. Yes. Sorry, it took a long time to come up with that sentence. <laughs> no problem. Well, yeah, I mean, just over this last week, there's been some shit going on on the interwebs and in, you know, the U.S. and the world in general as far as parenting goes. Um, did you happen to catch the uh, Facebook dad picture and all the uproar it caused? I read the article. I didn't see much else other than the actual article that he posted and some of the things that were posted, you know, some of the things he quoted that other people posted as comments to the picture he originally posted. So I mean, I don't have, <clears throat> I don't have a lot of knowledge of what, what transpired, but other than what he, his version of it. Well, you know, I, I'd have to say I'm about the same with you. I didn't, you know, dive into the Googles too much to try to figure it all out. But basically, honestly, what, I wouldn't want to hear what other people had to say about it. Yeah, me. you know, I don't have to go to Google <laughs> to get some good old-fashioned racism if I want it. I do live in St. Helens, Oregon. There's plenty of that around me. It's a very, very white town, I yes. guess you could say. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, racial, you know, what There's you, more than integration. there was. There was. There's a lot more than there was when I went to high school here to, 12 years ago. Yeah, it's true. I've actually seen no less than, or no more, I don't know if you want to say no less or no more, but I've seen at least three African-American people here and a couple of Hispanics. So it's, it's, there was a little bit of a blend there. Slowly but surely. But, um, so yeah, no, I mean, it's just one of those things that basically what it came down to from what I gathered is that it's impossible for an African-American male to actually be a good father to his children. Oh yeah. Or, or even, even worse in my opinion was the comments he was getting from people of his own race that were saying he shouldn't be with someone that's not of his race. 
I mean, I, I thought that that was just... Oh, the mixed, the blended yeah. family thing? Because cause he... Okay, just for people who don't know what we're talking about. It was a picture of an African-American dad with uh, like that baby ergo thing with the baby in it. And, and, they, and I want to pause you there for a second. Uh-huh. She's saying African-American dad, not because she's necessarily you know looks at people like that, but just because... And the, the context of the story is, oh, yeah, is the it's, fact it's is that it's pertinent to the, it's pertinent to the, to the actual the, story. Exactly. Um, and I just probably just pull that thing where, you know, the whole cliche thing that if you have to say you're not a racist, you're probably a racist. So I probably shouldn't have gone there. But hey, you know, I just, yeah. So never mind. I'll just shut up now. Okay. So um, he's got the baby in the ergo and he's got the the other girl she's probably like four ish so when you say ergo for us males that don't know the it's a pack it's a a front pack for the baby that like goes over the shoulder and it's like super comfy for the baby and it's it it, it's really nice and everyone should get one even though i didn't well i did have one with tempe but by the time i got it she was too big for it and we had a like massive backpack with trent yeah we still have it and he can still fit in it but (laughs) he just breaks our back every time we put him on uh so anyway baby ergo carrier on the front with the baby kind of just all snuggled up with him. And then, uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the girl, yeah, his daughter, his daughter was, looks like she was brushing her teeth while he was working no, he on, was, he was brushing her hair. No, but it looked like she was brushing oh, her yeah, teeth yeah. while he was brushing yeah. her hair. And, uh, having a daughter with massively curly hair, I can, uh, understand what he was working through there. And, um, he posted the picture. He had another, of his children take a picture of him multitasking and he he was actually taking it for his wife to show her that he could handle it like mm-hmm. I've got it I've got the baby I've got the daughter I've got you know the whole thing under control and she you know put it on the internet and people were just uproared about between anything from oh my god a dad's actually doing something to uh where's your wife can't she do that for you to Yep. Why is this black guy brushing a girl that's not black? Well, hair? it wasn't even that. They're more or less, you know, how is it you could, you know, love somebody of another race and can't handle a big, you know, a good, strong African American woman, or in their case, they said black woman. Yeah. Um, basically, that the fact that there might be some commingling there going on. Because as it's far clear as, that the the girls are not full on African American. If I remember, cr- if I remember correctly, the wife is half white, half Caucasian, half Japanese, or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah. I, I remember, but. It does. It bottom line is it doesn't matter. People were being judgmental, rude, awful, and this guy just had had the guts and the balls and the 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 brain to eloquently react to all of it, like um, just calling people out, being like, "How can you say this about somebody who's doing what people should be doing?" And he the the main theme of the article that he wrote was, um, you know. Uh, I I have a dream that this picture wouldn't be that big of a deal. That, you know, a guy taking care of his kids isn't a big deal. That the race of that guy isn't a big deal. That nobody would raise an eyebrow to a picture like this because it's commonplace. And I liked that theme. Yeah, I mean, um, it... uh... I don't, I'm not even going to repeat these comments. I, I pulled the site up on yeah, my machine, and I I, I'm 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 gonna just stay away from that because it was pretty it was pretty well just appalling. Um, the way I've always looked at it, as far as these people who like to get all hoity-toity and claim that one race is better than another one or anything like that, is that 
especially living here where we live now, um, there are whatever you want to call them, whether you want to, you know, I mean, there's people who call it, you know, the, the N word for that or, uh, you know, basically there's ghetto doesn't matter the race, doesn't matter the religion, doesn't matter the creed. There are those who can and those who can't or won't. And you can you have those whether you're white, you know, Asian, African American. Well, everybody, whatever. every language has their definition of what a a um, uh, you know, we call it white trash. You know, yeah, like when people don't take care of themselves, when they don't take care of their kids, when they don't take care of you know all of their business. There's a word for that in every culture. <clears throat> and um definitely um this did not fall into that i mean if anything it's the opposite yeah and you know it's it's sad cuz it's 2000 and f- almost at 13 it's 2014 now i mean and anybody who tries to claim that racism doesn't exist in today's culture either hasn't been on the internet or hasn't left their house for any period of time or is one of those racists that is <laughs> exactly you know chewing More out often than not the people that yeah. say that there is no racism are the most racist of them yeah all. because you know I, I and i gotta applaud the guy because there no matter like i said no matter what race creed whatever there are a lot of deadbeat fathers i grew up with a lot of friends who had you know just shitty dads that didn't weren't there for them um and you know i was very lucky and it's hard for me sometimes to get a perspective on it both my parents are still married have been you know for they've never divorced nothing and so when i grew up i never was in a blended or broken home or however you want to you know classify it and so i didn't know what a deadbeat father was because i've you know a lot of the men that i know my dad is one of the hardest working you know sons of bitches out there he gets up every day uh, goes to work, does his thing, took care of his kids. We always came first, you know, his family and whatnot foremost. So for, if, you know, for the longest time, I didn't have exposure to what it was like to have, you know, no father or a shitty father or no mother or a shitty mother. And so, it, you know, it was, it, took, it was a culture shock to me as growing up when um, we came out of the military, uh, i.e. a little bit of backstory there. My dad was in the military and I grew up as a military brat, but, um, yeah, I mean, it it was very strange because I was I was fortunate enough to lead I guess you could call it a sheltered life maybe as far as that goes. You know, my parents were stayed together and so I never had that example or I didn't I shouldn't say example cuz it's really not something you want to look at as an example, but I never had that experience of having somebody who wasn't there who didn't take care of me, so I didn't know what it was like, but then as I started to branch out and have more friends and you know, get older, I met people who had bad moms, bad dads, horrible step parents, whatever. And, you know, we should be commending people who are taking care of their own and not trying to tear them down and not trying to sit there and, and just, you know, go, yeah, whatever you shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, you're just trying to make other people feel bad and yada, yada, yada. In fact, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but people were calling them out saying, basically it was a staged photo. You're just trying to make his other brothers look bad. It's like, well, no, actually if you're not, up on your, as I like to put it, as he or as he said too, if if you're not up on your dad game and you're not taking care of your shit, that's your problem. That's not his problem. If yeah. he's making you look bad because he's just doing his job. Yeah, you know he got his dick wet and he's actually being responsible for it. It's, it's what it comes down to. You know, there's too many people out there that want to, you know do the, you want to do the uh, dance, but they don't actually want to put up with the consequences, and it's just it's it sucks. Well, yeah, and I think just overall we people should be looking at this as you know a 
people should see that picture and go, oh, what what a cool guy that can take care of kids and, you know, be a good husband and, or, you know, or father and, you know, all this stuff. They should be looking and going, cool. And instead they're going, what can I do to pick this apart to make me feel better about my shitty self? Welcome to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it's bad. And... I don't know what other way to look at it other than, you know, it just kind of ties into other things that I've noticed this week. I mean, it's been kind of a roller coaster for a week or two. Uh, we've been pr- just some, you know, I, I'm, we're going to be all over the board tonight. We're kind of, you know, scattered brain, but we're working on it. We've been working on the studio now for what, uh, three weeks, two weeks? Three, three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. So we've converted an upstairs room that we have here into a, a, a I wouldn't, you know, say professional studio, but it sure as hell isn't entry level. I've... Didn't we say something about white trash earlier? Would this be considered a white? I mean, it's it's definitely not super nice. It's a folding table. Well, yeah, what the equipment <laughs> is sitting. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, actually, I would take that back the other way. It was one of those things. It's it's you know, I looked at it as yeah, this is something I want to start. I'd like to do this podcast. I've got some equipment laying around that I've obtained over the years. And, you know, thinking about it, I, I really still am to this day I'm kind of baffled as to how I came across soundboard and microphones, but doing the job that I do and doing you, the... You found this thing in a freaking closet. Yeah. I, I just, remember when you found it because you were like freaking out. Like I oh, just don't know how it got into thing. said closet. <laughs> but um, I didn't even know what it was. Just for, for those of you who think I might know what I'm doing, I don't. Um I'm still having trouble getting close enough to the microphone, and I apologize, um, which is kind of what my point is. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, but so back to the whole white trash ghetto thing comment you just made. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. Not at all. Um, uh, you know, it was it, would I love to go out and spend, you know, hundreds upon hundreds, if not, you know, upwards of thousands of dollars on awesome desks and whatnot? Sure. But that would mean that I wouldn't have to feed my kids, or not that I wouldn't have to, but that I wouldn't I feed my kids. So I'm giving you a hard. Time. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm letting the listeners know who may or may not. You know. <laughs> yes, there's a reason why I'm using a folding table. <laughs> it's because of the fact that you know it was. Mm, do I do a, this with a folding table, or do I not buy groceries that week? And <laughs> luckily, I'm the kind of guy that's like, you know what? Not only do I like to eat, but I know my kids like to eat. Did so. I mention I appreciated the dinner you made this evening? Th- that was kind of white trash. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it. I'm sorry, but I I've been cooking all um, I, I coming up with stuff. Basically, the way it works right now is that when I get home, I get home before she does, so I make the dinners. And as any frazzled mom knows, who normally is the one, and once again, I'm, now I'm buying into cultural stereotypes. Oh yeah. So I'll back out of that before I really put my foot in my as mouth. As anyone there. who cooks meals five nights a week will. There know. we go. It it can wear on you sometimes, and sometimes you're just looking for a break. So I made this wonderful concoction of uh, they were all beef, 100 percent kosher they're the good hot dogs. Stuff. They're they're the good hot dogs. One of those Ostermeyer Wiener bullshit. I mean, yeah. it was it was some you know what brand is that Hebrew, Hebrew National? Nationals? Yeah, so you know they were they were decent hot dogs. The only Wiener. The uh, well, yeah. Sorry, they're just they're so much better than everything else. They are, but um. Then I I grabbed some uh, Pillsbury crescent rolls and I kind of did a quasi pigs in a blanket and you know what my judgment is the kids fucking loved it <laughs> so yep. and I didn't have to cook it as long well and I, and I only had to kind of quasi cook it if you want to count turning on the oven <laughs> wrapping some you know pasty ass dough around a, a stick of undetermined meat 
content. It's determined. And that's well, why I like those ones. Oh, that's true. It's not the lips and assholes of the other exactly. brands. Exactly. So, yeah. Sure. Kosher. It just needs a rabbi blessed it or something like that, right? No. On beef, it has to come from a certain specific parts of the cow or it's not Ah, kosher. see, there we go. There's my cultural uh, ignorance coming into play there. Awesome. And I was trying to sound all educated and stuff. Yeah, well. So how did we get off on that tangent? I, I don't, don't even know. Remember, oh, ghetto white trash. Yeah, but you were going to were gonna talk about the next thing you were kind of wanting to talk about, I think. E- yeah, about that. So, um, but you no, know, so we've been working on the studio and getting everything set up here. Um, and I had a little bit of a, uh, a freak out moment tonight because shit just wasn't coming together at first. I was, uh, I'm, I'm still working on getting... We're going to have um, guests on from time to time, or our hope is we can get people interested enough in the show to get guests on from time to time. We're hoping we have more than three listeners that aren't related to us. Yeah, and or being extorted by us with photos we have from their past that are you know, <laughs> making them listen to us. But, um, so, Viola, Skype... that's you. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, Viola, she's been good and has not shown me the pictures, so we're good there. Um, but basically, uh, I was trying to get Skype hooked into the board tonight, and either Skype and or the board and or both were giving me the big middle finger and telling me to fuck off, and I was got to the point where it was either we recorded something tonight and stopped putting off the start of the podcast, or we didn't, so I kind of took a moment, stepped back, took a breath. Um, I, I couldn't go outside and smoke because I don't smoke anymore, or at least we've been really good so far. It's been, what, a week? A week and a half, two weeks? How long? It's been a week. Been a week. A w- no, a week and a half. Okay. I, I hope so, because it seems like it's been a week and a half. It seems and like it's been longer than a week Yeah. So I couldn't go out and smoke a cigarette to calm down like I normally would. Um, I don't have a dog to kick anymore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, so, when you had a dog, you didn't kick no, him. No, I never kicked him. I may have looked at him funny, but I never actually kicked him. You looked at him like you were going to kick him. <laughs> yeah. He always thought I was, I kept him on his toes. How's that? Um, but yeah, so we, we've been working on the studio set for a couple of weeks now. Um, we've had some technical difficulties. We were hoping to start this a lot sooner than we did, but we haven't. Mostly it's been me putting it off. Yeah. Because the, I'm a, I was afraid I would do exactly what I'm doing, which is rambling, rambling and breathing, yeah. breathing heavily into the microphone. Ooh, baby, breathe heavier. <sighs> Now, you're starting, now, <laughs> now that know, was a Darth Vader breathe. <laughs> and, and, and as much as I'm kind of liking Star you know, I'm not a Star Wars freak or anything, but as, I, I do kind of appreciate Star Wars, but I don't really appreciate that sound coming from you. It's, I don't want to be... Yeah, yeah no. let's, let's just stop not there. Go there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I, you know, I don't know how we got off that tangent, but let's kind of come back here. Um, so over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a lot of things happen, or at least I've, I've, I've picked up on some stuff not to say that you haven't, but once again, my brain's kind of, I don't, I don't get to surf the net at work. Well, I don't either. Um, oh yeah, whatever. No, we've not got even all, a little bit, other a little bit. Yes. But I try to avoid it because we have so many rules and regs now, and there's all so much stuff going on as far as, um, you know, tracking our movements and everything. Um, Basically, at the uh, place I work at, we've got a couple contracts where we have to uh, we do some work for some heavy lifters, and they require a lot of security. And anybody who's in the IT background knows about PCI compliance and all the things they're in and all the fun that that is. And yeah, so I mean, I do tend to you know get on my phone quite a bit during breaks and whatnot, and just you know look up random bullshit. But uh, we've seen, I mean, I've seen there was the uh, gay marriage. There's been the ongoing gay marriage issue throughout the U.S. Yeah. Uh, Utah <laughs> coming to example, they had it for a while, and then much like other states, they decided to take it away. Yep. 
Um, oh, and I just stepped away from the mic like an idiot and tried to talk. That was that was smart. So thoughts, uh, you being. I'm trying to find a way to phrase this without acting. I, I'm one of those people that while I may not agree with a religion, I may not agree with a person or this, their, their beliefs. I don't think that it's my place or my part or my role to hate on them and, or to judge them. Um, I was raised in a Christian household and depending on your take of Christianity, there are those who think that it's their God given right to judge and spit hatred and you know, vitriol and whatnot to other people. And there are those who look at it more of, you know, if you want to look at the, just the base teachings of Jesus as the fact that you should show compassion and love for others and whatnot. Um, so I, I tend to lean towards the latter and I wouldn't say that I am a practicing Christian now. I haven't stepped foot into a church for quite a while, but it's because of the whole, you know, I'm, I'm the whole churchy thing. I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. If that makes sense. I believe in a higher power, but I don't think that anybody's gotten it right yet. If that makes sense. And that might offend or piss off some people and that's fine. Um, your beliefs are, are, are golden. What you want to do is totally okay. The problem I have is, is that when you hide behind your religion or your God or your Bible or your Quran or whatever to attack and or discriminate and or whatever, that really makes you no better or worse than the quote unquote heathenistic bastards that you're preaching against. At least, I mean, do you, do you get what I'm saying there? I get it. I, I mean, I'm in a similar opinion. I don't want... I don't want to um, make anyone feel like they can't think what they think, but I don't want anyone to tell me what I can and cannot do. Yeah, and so uh, that whole thing was said, because the state of Utah, everybody knows it. It's like the Mormon, you know. And I was I was raised LDS. My, mo- my, yeah. my parents, or excuse me, my mom and my stepdad, um... I have two sets of parents, so I will call them both my parents, but uh, just for clarification, my mom and my stepdad uh, actually converted to Mormonism when I was seven-ish, and we we were all baptized on my eighth birthday. Happy birthday to you. Hey, it's a big thing in that culture. Happy birthday to you. It's a huge thing. Happy birthday, dear Jody and Jesus and Joseph Smith. (laughs) Happy birthday I, to I, you. I know, I know. And uh, anyway, so I, I I was a practicing Mormon from the time I was roughly seven years old till I was in college. Okay, but I, I got a quick question on that. Uh-huh. And it's something that, you know, you, you say that you say you were a practicing Mormon. Now, as a child who doesn't fully understand what's being toss their direction could you really be if i mean what do you are you saying practicing as and you went to church you did the whole thing or like yeah, i'm saying i you were a gung-ho i went to church and like i'm i remember when they were at because they're for for all intents and purposes they are uh very good about clarifying with the children what they are agreeing to a child still may not understand it but at the very least it's been explained Ah, okay, gotcha. And you know, I, I, while I am by no means an expert on Mormon Mormonism or the LDS Church, I'm also not a complete and total idiot. I've watched enough South Park. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding there. Um, but no, I, I, you know, you know, I grew up uh, Pentecostal, which is a uh, Foursquare is one of the offshoots of that, and basically. 
it's a, it's a good mix of a little bit like the Southern Baptist and you know the speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit and um, revivalism stuff like that. So, but I've also had exposure. My mom was raised Jehovah's Witness, and that did some serious damage to her psyche. And it's taken many many years for her to get past that. And I wouldn't necessarily claim that she's fully past it yet. She's come to terms with it, and she's dealing with parts of it. But, um. Good thing is I'm not traumatized by anything that happened to me in the Mormon church. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't, I don't I, I, participate I, I, in it and I don't want to, you know, but I'm not here to bash it. I yeah. don't have any problems with anyone of that faith. You like it, you do it. Go right And, you know, and, and the same thing goes for the J-dubs or anybody else. But basically the reason why, I, and I'm not going to bring my mom's stuff out because it's not my business or my place yeah. to bring out her business. But basically I was exposed to, I personally, I kind of view most churches, but especially certain ones as more of a cultish type thing that you have to like, you know, there's, there is a set of rules and there's a set of things you have to abide to. And God forbid you disagree with any of it. You're going to get, it's not going to be pretty for you and, um, shunned from families and, and all sorts of just wicked stuff. And, you know, I look at it, if you don't go back, you read the Bible or you look at the teachings of Jesus Christ or any of this stuff. Um, I don't ever recall a lot of this control and this other stuff as far as you know having your thumb on top of somebody and, and forcing them to do your bidding or to do your will being something that came from the the let's look at it from like a star wars perspective let's take you know jesus and god as the light or the you know the force or the now i'm totally fucking my nerve First reference off, you're all tongue-tied yes so Second help me off, out here this has turned into religion hour with justin and Jody. let's back up so yeah <laughs> anyways we'll back out of that um, at any rate, at we're any talking rate, about Utah, and and I, I'm sorry, I started talking really loud. Um, no, you're, you're good. At, at any rate, so yeah, well, you can touch on the really. Maybe we'll do that for a different episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah nobody needs anyway. <laughs> but um, I just ha- I can't get behind something or somebody that's going to take basic human rights and say, no, you can't have those. No, you can't love this person. And now you don't have to agree with what they do. If you don't think that, you know, two guys should get together and do what they do or the two girls or whatnot, what have you, that's fine. But my, like, let's take the, um, what are the, what's the classic line? Uh, they're going to destroy marriage or something. Along yeah. The, yeah. Right. Destruction of the American the, family. Yeah. The destruction of the American family. I'll tell you what. No, no, no. Britney Spears. She had the 55 hour marriage. I think it was that destroyed it. Um, Let's see here. There, I've been divorced, so technically, if you look at it from a complete hardcore black and white biblical perspective, I destroyed There's the concept of marriage by my but, getting my divorce. But what's what's this big concept of marriage everybody's talking about? Like, well, when, they look at it from a bi- biblical standpoint. If you look at the def- true definition, yeah, from their know, perspective, I know. But here's my perspective. I read the Bible too, yes. and I'm telling you, in Genesis or forgive me all those people who actually have read the Bible and remember things about it. But in Genesis or whatever, when Jacob's got 12 wives, I'm sorry. Is that how we view, you know, marriage at that, this point? So what they do is they take that and they draw that between the old Testament oh, and the yeah, new Testament. Exactly. And that but, Jesus changed those things. And but yeah, why, why can't we do the same thing? Why can't we say, okay, well that was then. And this is now because then them gear, then their gays are evil. It's kind of like they took our jibs, right? It's the same kind of thing. Everything is so arbitrary and subjective. And, uh, you know, my, some of my favorite arguments, uh, for marriage equality are the, the little, uh, you know, either, 
pictures or cartoons of the guy talking about, yeah, well, back, you know, uh, they said it was wrong and this and that, the other thing, but I married her anyway. And it was, you know, it's a, it's a African-American guy and a white woman or vice Well, there's a, there's actually a really striking video that I saw. And I think I showed it to you one time where a guy got up and I think it was in California during Prop 8, yeah. um, and started doing the, and he was actually, oh, yeah. he was a preacher or something like that. And he started doing no, this he was whole. was like a lawyer. No, no, he was from, okay. he was from, oh, no, he was, right. he, he was like, either, like, I, I can't remember if he was like a, a priest, yeah, Catholic or yeah, preacher, Christian, yeah. whatever. Once again, labels. Um, but he got up and started doing this speech and talking about how he, and the whole thing was, it just didn't sound like it was an attack to gays. Then all of a sudden about, you know, three fourths of the way through it, he stops and goes, Oh, I'm sorry. No, wait, hold on. That was something that so-and-so said back during the civil rights movement about About black people and why segregation should still be allowed. He just changed the names in a few words to make it look like he was talking about gays. And it was like, you know. That pretty that's much. That's what you sound like. That's exactly you, what you sound you like. A bigoted, bigoted idiot. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. And once again, you know, you don't have to agree with it. But the way I look at it is, there's a whole separation of church and state, or not, uh, and church, separation of church and state, right? So basically, state shouldn't get involved in church and vice versa. And forgive me, I'm probably butchering the fuck out of that um that description there. But basically, the two never the two shall mix. <laughs> Yet, but they mix. But they mix the all time. the time because if you look at it, who gets tax breaks? Um, churches. churches, and who can still take talk to their congregations though and try to sway votes? Um, churches, and so you ha- you you have this issue where all these people are wanting to do is profess their love for somebody else and, you know, and, you know, and, and maybe give them some health insurance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or, you my, know, my or, biggest or, point, my biggest point is, and, and, uh, if, if my mother ever listens to this show, oh my God, I'm sorry, mom. Um, no, I don't apologize no, for your beliefs. No, I mean, I'm not apologizing for my beliefs. I'm, I'm more apologizing that I'm calling her specifically out and, but she'll understand. Anyway, she always tells me, you know, um, that it, it, it'll destroy the family and it's a it'll it'll it changes the definition of marriage and and you know a marriage is a biblical thing a a religious thing and i told her i looked her right in the eye i said when when you made marriage a social right when you did when you made that a thing that the government wanted to know about and kept control of and you know when you have to file your government paperwork to get married that's when you went took your marriage from a religious right to a governmental and a social right and you can't hold that from people exactly and and that and i was actually in a similar debate with my mom about it is that yeah you're you know if you want to look at it historically um marriage was a biblical idea ideology or whatever you want to say um but what it comes down to is is that you get benefits Mm -hmm. if you're married i get a tax break for being married to you Mm -hmm. i get you know to put you on my health insurance i you you get benefits from it because you get to be on my health insurance or vice versa Mm -hmm. um i can you know if there was a medical problem and you have power of attorney essentially you're next of kin i mean over over my mother who would be more blood related i mean it, it really just there are legal rights that come along with that. It's a legal right, not not a not a religious right. And you know, I I equated it to baptism. You know, if the government started keeping track of who was baptized and gave people right special privileges and rights for who was baptized, mm-hmm. 
then it that wouldn't be be a, only a religious right at that point either. Yeah. And you couldn't stop people from doing it. But you can't. I mean, you can stop people from being baptized into your church. Uh, and and I, I don't believe that will be taken away. So you can keep not baptizing gay people. How about that? Oh, I, you know, <laughs> what, what churches do behind their doors is fine. But back to the whole destruction of the family, destruction of the marriage thing. No, I'll tell you what's the destruction of this, okay? I'm, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to call anybody out. But at the same time, I've known plenty of people who buried some really brutal things of, of what happened to them. And this has nothing to do with anybody that I know like now This mm-hmm. is from years ago, mm-hmm. but you know, there was, you know, molestations and rapes and some serious dark shit going on that I found out about way after the fact. And had I known about it at the time, I probably would have fucked somebody up for it the next time I saw that person. But they would not, no one would take it, it wouldn't bring it to light because that would then make them no longer this perfect Christian example of a family that mm-hmm. they, they, this persona they put on in church. That, I mean, pervs, the, you know, the people who molest kids, the people who beat on their wives, the people who get married in Vegas and divorced 24 hours later, you want to talk about trashing the sanctity of marriage? Start there. But if you've got two people who honestly love each other and actually want to dedicate their lives to each other and give it a fucking fighting effort, that's more than I got at the end of my first marriage. I mean, well, and you know, pure, plain and simple, whether, whether people want to get married for the medical benefits or whether, cause they want to get married cause they've been in love for 25 years or because they just met and had a sparkle in their eye, they should have the right to do that. That's kind of my point is whether or not it's a quote unquote destruction of marriage doesn't matter at this point Yes, because it's something it's everybody a base, should it's be a basic able to human do. rights issue. And, and you know, I'm, I've never been one to follow titles or, um, I should rephrase that. I've become a person who is not one to follow titles or labels or anything else. If you want to call it marriage, fine. If you want to call it a civil union, fine. I agree that there shouldn't be two different defini- or two different labels for no, it. No. But um, basically what it comes down to is, is that they want the rights and benefits that other people are allowed to have, and they should be able to do so. I don't Absolutely. see why it should be a problem. It, it, realistically, if two guys across the street are in love and they're living together. And my kid asked me, well, what's up with that? I'm like, well, they love each other. You know, there's nothing hard. There's no, there's it's not nothing any- hard to describe. No, that. it's love. Yeah. Like, so like, it's not like you would explain the, the, uh, physical attributes of your male and female couple neighbors across the street either. Like, yeah. like when, when they say, Hey, how come that guy and that girl are kissing? You're not like, well, they love each other. And sometimes that guy sticks his dick in her. Yeah. Like you, you America just- <laughs> has a problem with talking about love, Yeah, you know, or sex. Exactly. You, we can sit there and let our kids watch somebody get their brain, brains blown out on TV as many times as you want. And nobody thinks twice about it. Is that the baby? I think it might be. Yeah, it's the baby. It's You're, the baby. I'll be right back. No problem. So yeah, the wife's going to leave here for a little bit. So this is actually a perfect time to take a quick break. What we're going to do here is she's going to go back in there and try to get him back to sleep. And I'm going to try to find something for our little little impromptu break that we're having here. Um, so as soon as I can figure out what it is that I'm doing and not sound like a complete and total jackass, we'll, we'll, we'll be on our way here. So bear with me, please. And... 
that's not working out so well either, is it? Okay. So here we go. I think. Um, let's see. Is this? Yep. Found some Thunderfist. We're gonna. Um, we're gonna play some Thunderfist for the, for the break. So, in a little bit here, if I can get the right board in my mixer to go here, we'll get it. Uh, we'll get it taken care of. And we're back. Sorry about that. But um, you know, kids come first, and Trent decided it was time to wake up and have a little more boob. Yep. He's good now. And he totally derailed the uh, awesome motion of the podcast that we were on there. I don't even remember. I mean, it was something about don't hate on gays, basically. I mean, and that, that sounds really harsh the way I just phrased it, but I think that's the general thing is just don't hate, you know? Yep. So So I, what else in the world of... Because uh, the whole theme of the thing is parenting in general, like... Yes. etc. So uh, what else do we have to talk about? I mean... We can oh, we can always dip into the fodder of our lives for uh, inspiration. But. We can, yes. Um, but well, let's see here. Do you have anything particularly interesting? From this Actually, I, I kind of do, and it's 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 not so much dipping into the fodder of our lives per se, but it's one of those situations of what ifs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first off, I hate people who judge somebody on how they're reacting to a situation when they've never been through that situation themselves. Yeah. Or when you have no point of reference, basically. Right, right. Um, Girl, I don't know if you saw this or not, a girl went in for a standard, and in fact, it's this procedure that I had done myself, and it's a procedure that Ezra had done in Christ. It's going to happen to him. Um, She went in to have her tonsillectomy, had a tonsillectomy, and I think they did the adenoids, too. Uh Uh-huh. During the surgery, she went to cardiac arrest, and... um, Basically, they're they're declaring her brain dead. Oh, as far God. as the oh, I know exactly. Yes, what yes. About. So her parents think there's still hope, and I'm I, I haven't dug into it deep enough to know what has made them think that there's hope. But really, it's not my place. Per blind, se. blind hope. I mean, a parent's hope. I, uh, yeah. I, from what I understand, it is it is simply that it is a parent's hope that the fact that their child is still breathing yes, means but, that they're alive. You know, it's one of those things that I would love to sit here and say. Here's what I would do in that situation. Here's how I would handle I, it. I wouldn't. I. I but mean, I you can't. Would, you would literally see me go from calm, cool, collected, Jody, mild mannered, can handle any situation to. I've seen that before. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I get accolades all the time for I how know. calm, cool, and collected I usually am. Anyway, enough of you being mean. Um, the the whole point is. I could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able. To, I would. I very may very well. Even having the medical knowledge that I do have and some experience in that field, I may still be in the same situation that they're in. Of you know, insisting, no, this is not how you treat, you know, my child in this situation. You're going to keep fighting no matter what. Yeah, and, and you know the the closest point of reference I have, and this is a bullshit point of reference, is is my divorce. Yeah, that destroyed me in the perspective of all of the what ifs about my son Mm -hmm. what's going to happen to my relationship with him is is and you know i knew well enough due to previous history with my ex that she wouldn't take him away from me yeah but the scare the, the fear is always there and that's about the closest I can get. I mean, I haven't lost a child or been in a situation where I thought I was going to lose a child. I have no frame to sit here and say, yeah, they're doing the right thing or no, they're not doing the right thing or the doctors are or vice versa. Um, it's just a, a sad, uh, 
it's it's not <laughs> there's no words to describe how yeah. shitty that situation has to be for yeah. all and involved. I kind of interrupted when you were explaining it but, but essentially she went in for a minor surgery had problem complications and problems and is now considered brain dead she, yeah and which by and medically is the fact that she's only, only being by as far as the doctors at the original hospital are concerned she's only alive due to life support there is no brain activity so by yeah. clinical definitions if you want to just be cold and calm, you know, just clear cut about it, she is dead and should be unplugged. Yeah. And her parents do not feel that way and have petitioned the courts to move her to an alternative. Oh, she's been moved. Yeah, she got moved. Yep. I, you're right. I, I did read that. Yep. But she's been moved so that they will keep her breathing and treat. And essentially, I think what the what, what I'm getting from the news stories is that the parents feel like she's being disrespected as a person and being treated like a body instead well, kind of but also if the preliminary reports are correct from the doctors at the new place i guess there's hope well no it was almost like there were signs of like malnourishment and whatnot like um, like they gave up like the staff gave, yeah. gave up on her so yeah. why you know make sure she's being properly nourished and all this are we being interrupted again no i don't think so i think i'm being paranoid okay which is common yes but yeah, so I mean, I, I, I don't know. That would just mean that. I, I know for a fact it would wreck me. Yeah. But that's about all I can say. I don't know how I would react or what I would do. I mean, I have a hard enough time dealing with my daughter when she, you know, when comes up to sick. me. <laughs> or, or even when she comes up to me, you know, doing her little. And I know it's fake, but God damn it, does she pull it good. I know. Um, and something's broken or whatnot. And I'll never have it again. Yeah. And all I want to do is go like fucking stomp the guts out of whatever it is that made her cry. And then, you know, piss on it just to show them that, you know, I am man and I will protect my kid. Um, so I don't even. I, I don't know. I. It, it, I, yeah, I mean, there's well, no good. There's no good thing to say because, I mean, like you say, you, you're you've never been in the position. You don't. You hope not to ever be in the position, and and the media is treating it one of two ways: either the hospital that originally had this girl is horrible and evil and should treat her better, or your uh, the yeah, parents are the bad parents shit, are fucking insane, crazy. They should just pull the plug. And neither neither thing is true, I, in my opinion. Uh, you know. There is a happy medium. <laughs> um, you know, one, pe- one would hope so. Yes, people people pass away every day. I mean, that's a just a com. This it's a truth that is in our yes. existence. People die every day. Some of them are old and frail, and it's their time to move on. And some of them are young and healthy, and there's no good reason why they have to end their lives. Um, or not they, but their lives have. <laughs> that's that their lives have to. That end, their lives yes. have to end anyway. Um, so the, when that happens, it's the wrong thing to have happen. It it just is. It's the wrong way to, to have a life that ends in the wrong way. Yes. That sounded ridiculous. <laughs> well, and I'm, and I'm, I am so tired. It's, it's okay. And I, and I kind of asked you to not let there be dead air there because I was trying to find something that I, I was trying to actually move on to something else yeah. that actually does relate to us and that I can't I do have a perspective Can we on. Move on to a lighter subject. Everything actually, has been so disheartening. Like gay marriage, it's great, and then they take it away. I think this might be the episode of, you know what, we're just gonna ramrod the listeners. Oh my um God, don't do it. Yeah, we already did. I, I mean we, 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 we didn't buy him dinner first. Can there's been can, no lube. I know. Um it's just been straight but up this was supposed to be a funny podcast. It'll get there. <laughs> it's it's been there's been funny moments. Um so, 
So if well, you were telling me tonight that Ezra is being funny in the car. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know that I would classify it okay. as funny. Not intentionally. No. And, and you know, and uh, at some point, this kid's going to listen to this podcast, and I want him to understand that uh, bullshit and all, I love him to death, and he is, the, all three of them are absolutely the reason why I live, and I do what I do, and I bust my ass at my job, and, you know, they are my whole being at this point. Um, and, but God Damn it, can kids be annoying sometimes? And he has this wonderful... I don't know if it's like... It's its built in because he's done it since he was... <laughs> t- since I've known him. I mean, it's almost like it's, you know, it's like genetically coded into his head or something. But, you know... I've the always, song will start. Well, I, well you know, preface it. We're yeah. in a, you're in a vehicle. I'm always... I drive a lot. I You know, I put 80 plus miles round trip every day at a minimum on my car going back and forth to work. Ooh. Excuse me, dinner was talking back there. Oh, um, <laughs> so and I think I just broke an Eric tomorrow rule of no burping on the podcast. So if he's listening or does listen, I apologize. Um, but at least I didn't do it into the mic, so there's that. Um, so I, I drive a lot, and I, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of music, and I've always been—I I don't know how to—I've never been one to be chit chatty while I drive, and I think you've are getting accustomed to that. I know when we first met and even now from time to time, you still try to like, you know, get me to talk about life and love and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and the American fucking dream. And I've never been the kind of person. No, to, I just don't to like talk. to sit in silence and stare out the window. I really don't care. And see, I mean, for me, it, it could be music. It could be whatever. It's so cathartic to just have some music on and just sit there and drive. And in a minivan with three kids, Oh, you never get that. There's always somebody throwing something at somebody or somebody's spitting at somebody or one eye was looking the wrong way and it happened to glance in the direction of the other kid and I'm going to kill you for that. And <laughs> But so when I ride in the car with my kids, I pretty much have to resign myself to knowing that I am not going to get my quiet time, which is fine. But every once in a while, it still just kind of irks me like tonight i don't even remember what song it was on it was on but i got, got in the car and um uh satellite came on so serious or whatever and i keep that radio station on lithium because it's about the only station on that god-awful broadcast that are on that whole thing that i can actually stand no i don't pay for it it came free with the car so look at that white people problems um <laughs> <laughs> but uh and it was a good song for that. It, that it was one of my uh, one of my go tos, my standbys back in high school, and so I was kind of grooving out to it, singing along horribly because I can't, I can't hold it. Anyways, yeah, yeah, we on the well, we I all not, who have heard you know you cannot carry. N- I am not musically inclined, even in a little under. I have no 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 false n- uh, notions of that, but you know, I was jamming out to my song. And he's got, I don't know if it's like there's a timer in his head or he counts down or what, but he'll, he'll say, Hey daddy, or, you know, dad or whatever, and get my attention. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, I turn the music down or I mute it. And I'm like, what's up? And then a random thought will come flying the out of his brain. Most random. I mean, the most random things you've ever heard. Like, um, uh, what's one of the ones like he'll literally, see, I mean, literally it's like along the lines of this one time at band camp. Yeah. I mean, it just it almost has that same rhythm to it too. Yeah. Like when he speaks, the rhythm of it is like, and no, my nine year old, as far as no. in my household that I'm aware of has never watched American pie. And if he has at his mother's house, I will kill him. Oh my God. <laughs> 
he has gotten away with a, a couple of things either here when uh, we he, we weren't wa- paying close enough attention, and that was yeah, our bad parenting fail. Anyway, yeah. you'll hear that a lot. Um, but you know, if we find out about it, we're like jumping on it. Like he watches Netflix, and and we, I found out he had watched Twenty Four. The TV show, not in the grand scheme of things, not the worst thing in the world, but I was really mad about it. <clears throat> At any rate, uh, the rhythm in which Ezra speaks and tells his story very similar to so the, he, this one time at band camp kind of mentality. And so it's hey dad or dad or daddy or yo or whatever he does to get my attention. So I'm like okay what? And this random thought comes out, and then my brain has to make one of two decisions. It has to either short circuit and I damn near wreck the car because it just can't, pro- you know, it, it has no way of processing what just came out of his mouth rationally and logically. And as you guys will come to find out, I'm a very technical and logical person, but that's another another day. Um, another story for another day, I should say. Um, or I have to, you know, try to figure out some type of response and... You know, so he said something. I don't even remember what it was, but he said it. I, I responded to him like, where the hell did that come from? And he tells me, and I'm like, okay, so you, you saw a tree. It was green, green like the car that you like to have. And then that linked you in. So there's like this roundabout 42 points of there's, separation. There's always some genesis of the thought. Yes, it's very much the over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go path. It can never be a direct route. There's, yeah. there's always the scenic, you know. And if you look at the left side of the plane... Um, Type of a thing. So we get past that. He quiets back down again. I wait a couple seconds because it sounded like he was, he left it open enough that like he was going to continue the conversation. I had said my piece, so I was waiting to see if maybe he had more to add. And it didn't seem like he did. And Trent was in the back kicking my seat and doing his Trent thing. Um, so I put the music back on. And no less than, you know, three seconds into the music being back on, hey, Dad. And he always waits. And he always waits. I mean, he- I, could, I could have the radio on dead silent mute for five minutes and he won't say a word but as soon as that music turns back on instantaneously it like flips a switch in his brain all of a sudden here's another random thought and every now and then i i damn near have the response of billy bob thornton from bad santa where i'm just like are you fucking with me (laughs) and because i just i don't it, it, my brain can't, especially sometimes after a, you know, a long day at work or a rough day for whatever reason, or you know, or when you're in the middle of traffic. That's see, that's <laughs> the worst for me. When you're when you've been stuck oh, on I thought, I-84, see, now, and, and I thought you were gonna throw that onto me because oh, I tend yeah. to have a, a wee little bit of road rage. Right when when just, I'm just, in the just, car just with you, just a wee little bit though. It's not very much. When I'm in the car with you and we're in traffic or there's shitty drivers and he does that to you. I see, I mean, I literally see the veins start pulsing in your forehead. But when he does it to me, I have the instant and automatic reaction of, shut up. Just, you know, keep your lips pressed firmly together. Do not speak. I I consider myself a very good driver. I pay very good attention to what's going on around me. But I'm also easily distracted. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Swirl. So... To, for me to have the traffic and the thing and the thing and the thing going on while somebody's trying to hold my attention for a conversation, not going to happen. So I, I, I will tell him to be quiet and 30 seconds will go by, if not less. And he will start again, like start afresh from the very first, you know, like, like it never happened. And I'm like, no, I, I need you to be quiet. And then he, he's like, okay. And he quiet. Mm-hmm. for 30 seconds yep. and then he starts again and i'm like what what part of this be quiet sentence was kind of in the blurry and, region and you know 
I I try to understand it because I I do see it, but my mom relishes it in it. That her curse to me or her ongoing statement to me is, I hope you have one just fucking like you. And she didn't always drop the F-bomb, but every once in a while I would do something just really weird enough that she would. And, you know, um, believe it or not, she cusses a lot more now than she used to. Oh, like, I believe it. Like, when I was younger. She cusses more now than she did when I met her. Yeah. So she's turning into, the, you know, a sailor, uh, <laughs> a sailor but that's another story. Um, love her to death. Uh, I do, too. The... So the mom curse came through and it, and it bit me in the ass hard because I rem- I do remember that as a child, I talked and I talked a lot and you I was still do. I know, but it was worse. Okay. I, I just I've, wanted you to know. No, I've reined it back in though. I mean, I think that the listeners of this will disagree. They might, <laughs> but don't, no, but see the whole point of this is for me to vent I because know. I reel it back so much elsewhere. <laughs> Uh, no, there was actually, there was a defining moment, um, and this is actually going to get a little personal, but I don't even remember how old I was. I just remember it was when we first moved back to Oregon after my dad got out of the military, so I had to have been, it was middle school, so what, when do you start middle school? 11? 6th grade? 10? 12. 12? 6th grade is 12? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, I had to, no, no. Oh, really? I think. Maybe it was before that then, so. Well, I, okay, when JD was born, I was 12 and I was in sixth grade, so that's why I'm, that's hmm. where I'm getting okay. the number from. Well, maybe it wasn't sixth grade then, but either way, we had, my parents had to go, both had to work or something like that, and they needed a babysitter to watch. I think it was more for my sister than it was for me. Yeah. But we had a neighbor lady come over, and I don't even remember who she was. I can't remember her name to this day, so I mean, it's not like she, it should be this important to me, but. Right. I kind of had a crush on her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to be the suave, you know, twelve-year-old boy who was you just were start- acting like Ezra at the pizza place last night. <laughs> kinda, yes. Um, but I'm cool. I, I watch basketball. Yeah, I'm yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that you know she we could have this wonderful adult conversation. We could mm-hmm. talk about adult things because there's that whole awkward teenage time where oh, you're yeah. no longer. Doing the kid stuff is no longer cool, but you're not cool enough to actually go hang out with the cool teenagers. So you're in this weird fucking juxtaposition where you're like, I, I have a story about the cool thing in a little bit. So, and so this lady only watched me for like eight hours, but, um, and I don't think she realized that I could either hear them or I was listening or whatever, but she made a comment to my mom that cut me to my core about how much I talked that day. And oh my God, I would not give her a moment of peace. And it was just this horrible thing. And my mom's like, yeah, he does tend to talk a lot. And bless her heart, she didn't. My mom didn't say anything bad about me. And she, she knew. She, my mom, she put yeah. up with me. She, I'm sure she's had the same thoughts, but she would never say them out loud. But I had this crush on this lady. So it was yeah. somebody who meant something to me at the time, and she totally ripped me apart. Mm. And from that point forward, I made a very conscious effort to try not to talk too much or or whatnot. Um, and so I get where the kid's coming from. And, you know, even to this day, my brain, and you know this because sometimes you call me on it, it never stops. I'm always thinking about something. I'm always pondering something. There's always something bouncing around up there. And, and if I, God if I were, forbid I actually give you an idea of something to think about because you will never let it go. I can mention something in passing and you will think about it so hard for like three weeks. And then you come to me with this whole like freaking thesis about this thing that i said in passing 
oh my god it's insane it's insane well that's kind of how the podcast started i'm like we should do a podcast we should do it about parenting it'd be funny ha 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 and then like <laughs> two months later he's like so i registered a domain name and everything's set up and i'm looking into the. well i wouldn't say everything's set up the well, domain yeah. name is there the server is online i have I am not a visual person, so we need some help there because I can do the technical stuff on the site, but making it look pretty, yeah. not my deal. But we'll get that worked I out. I just don't have time. Yeah, there's I that too. I could do it. I've done it before. So, but yeah, I mean, so I get where the kid's coming from and I, because I talked as much as he did. So I try when, he, when I'm with him to let him do it, but then at the same time, because I've trained myself so much not to be that way. And at times I have to watch it because I'll I'll, I'll jump on him and I'll want to call him on it and say, no, don't do that. But then I don't want to sit there and tell the kid not to talk or not to do this. But I'm trying to help him find a happy medium a lot sooner than I did before he gets his, you know, hopes, dreams, and feelings crushed by some sadistic bitch. Poor little heart broken by a babysitter. (laughs) A fantasy like babysitter. (laughs) Like Stacy's mom kind of thing there, you know. Um, I had a crush on my babysitter too. And don't, before you get thinking all weird, he was, dude. No, it, it, no, your eyes perked up. Your yeah. eyes perked up. Like, ooh, she liked the babysitter. <laughs> no, dude, babysitter. When I was young, and um, he lived across the street. And Justin, knowing where I grew up, knowing that the across the street is like a mile away, <laughs> over um, the literally <laughs> over the river and through the woods, and then you'd eventually get to that street. Um, uh, he did. He lived. My grandma used to rent out a place across the way, and blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway. They, these guy, these guy, uh, a mom and her three kids lived there, and there were two teenage boys and a and a daughter. And the daughter usually watched us after school, but for for whatever reason, at whatever point, one of the boys watched us just for one night, and we played Monopoly, and I flirted with him so much. I mean, I don't even remember how old I was. I had to have been really young, but I flirted. Oh, much <laughs> in my, in that <laughs> little kid kind of way, like that really obvious kind yeah, of way. Yeah. And um, um, similar situation. Uh, he, I overheard him talking to my mom when she got home. Something about, yeah, she seems to really like me. Like, <laughs> like and, I, and uh, you know, nothing like weird or awkward. Like anyone would consider wrong in yeah. today's you know over sensitized culture um but just innocent you know g- girl little girl crush stuff but uh uh at the time I, my mom pulled me aside she's like you know he's a little old for you honey <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like nah nah i fine. got this you know it's all good my milkshake brings little boys to the yard <laughs> <laughs> well i always seemed to have a thing for for guys that were slightly out of my age bracket yeah so that that continued on for quite some time I'm not that much older than you. Well, I said quite some time. I didn't <laughs> say forever. Uh, yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, so it's one of those things. You, you have this balancing act as a parent as, you know, yes, the kid's driving you nuts, and you want to sometimes just say it, shut the hell up. At the same time, you don't want to permanently scar them. You don't want to shut them down, but you also want to guide them in the way that they should socially act. Yes. Like... Without scarring them. Right. Like Because I was scarred by that. Yeah. I mean, literally, it, it did... It, it did a number on me, and it caused me a lot of issues that I still today I'm dealing with from time to time that I've, you know, had to come to grips with about the fact that... And, it, you know, it may seem stupid or lame that I say that it scarred me, but 
I was never the quote-unquote cool kid. I was never the quote-unquote popular kid. I had my group of friends that I kept with me, and, you know, basically, if I didn't care if you were jock or whatever. If I thought you were cool and you were willing to speak to me, and we could be friends, it was fine. And I had a fucking hell of a time in public school after we got out of the military dealing with some of these shitheads that, you know, parents didn't really do that and so they acted how they acted and there was very you know defined cliques and if you weren't part of that clique you weren't there um and so then you know having been told that i talk too much that i'm too random or whatever and then trying to fit in elsewhere it it caused a lot of issues and it actually caused a lot of grief back and forth between me and my parents because for the longest time i wanted to um I wanted to leave school and just be homeschooled and get it done and over with. I didn't want to have to deal with this shit of, uh, of, um, you know, these, these jackasses mm-hmm. that didn't want to be there and that were just, you know, hounding me on a daily basis and, and, and causing me to have no confidence and have no, you know, self-esteem and have problems with all this stuff. And it's why I perked up the other day when I was talking to you about the fact that, um, you know, I invited some old friends from high school over yeah. that I, you know, I, I've never been super close friends with them, but I've always had a shit ton of respect for these people because they were the quote unquote cool kids or they were this, but they didn't give a fuck. They didn't yeah. care what your social status was. If they liked you, you were golden in their eyes. And well, that's, that's kind of what I was going to talk about with the whole cool kids thing. <clears throat> Cause I wanted to bring up that, you know, in, in high school, and, you know, shortly after high school, college years and whatnot, there's always, I've always been intimidated by the, the quote unquote cool people. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've always considered myself very on the uncool side of things, but like almost like a, okay, this sounds horribly old of me to say, almost like a poser. Like I was trying to be cool, yeah. but I couldn't be cool. Like I, you know, I think that some people would think I was cool. But I don't think that the cool people think I'm cool. Yeah. And uh, so, like, even at work, there's some people that I, I admire. Like, their their attitudes and their behaviors and their hairstyle. And, okay, so there's this one girl in particular. She dyes her hair awesome, awesome colors. And I've always loved to dye my hair, but I never have the balls to do it. And um, I just think she's really awesome. She's, she's really – she's a parent. Uh, she's kind of like me, very low-key, laid-back, uh, but good parent. And um, – well, at least I think I'm a good parent. Anyway. Yes. So, anyway, cool cool person. I am intimidated by her. I worry that she thinks I'm cool enough to hang out with her. and Which is really <laughs> st- silly to do as an adult, but it, it happens. It sounds really stupid of me even saying this. Like, But I... I still have that intimidation. I still have that, you know, uh, what I'm not cool. And she's going to think I'm uncool by mm-hmm. something that I do or say or wear or, uh, you know, whatnot. But you know what? The, the, the truth is it doesn't matter. Yes. And it's taken me and it took me until like three weeks ago to go, what does it matter? If yes. she thinks I'm the biggest tool on the planet, what impact does that have on my life? And I think it made me more cool. Well, it gives you a better perspective to help your kids deal with that kind of stuff exactly. because you take your neuroses and try not to a pass them on because mm-hmm. you don't want them to have to go through some of the same bullshit you went through. Um, but at the same time, you want them to be able to not necessarily accept it, but at least be, you know, functioning humans. Yeah. And, um, if you knew me in high school, 
and you met me in high school and maybe, and you know, maybe I'm wrong when I say this, but my viewpoint has always been, if you knew the kid or the person I was in high school at school versus the person that I am now, they're polar opposite people because now I, I've over the years with French friends that I've had and the stuff that I've gone through, I've learned to, you know, you know, the, the whole honey badger don't give a shit. Or, you know, I don't give a fuck about what people <laughs> yeah. say and realize that my self-worth is not reliant upon how somebody else views me. <clears throat> and the last thing I want to have happen is have my kids go through that, you know? Yeah. Um, and part of it is a cultural thing, believe it or not. And, and because there's this whole need to fit into this cultural norm of what is normal or what is perceived as cool or whatever. And, mm-hmm. If you strive to do that, as I did for a long time, you will not be happy. You will not. You will not be a happy person. I mean, there's. I had some really low moments in high school, and in fact, the guy that's coming over to the birthday party that I was stoked about, Jesse, he's one of the few guys that helped me get through high school and helped me realize that you know what, you're not a you know the the goofball or the shithead that you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have him actually take time out of his quote unquote busy schedule or, you know, to come down off his, his, his high horse as I view it or have viewed it, um, to come over and chill with me and my kids is, it means a lot to me. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's very personal and it's, it's it, 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 I, I'm just really stoked that he's coming both because he's a cool dude and because, you know, I want to be able to get back in touch with him and, and have play dates with the kids and you know, our kids and his kids. And I, I don't want to have a play date with his kids. I want my kids. <laughs> Maybe just preface that there. I want his kids and my kids to get together and play. <coughs> I realize I sound like the creepy old guy there for a second. Mm, play date with your children. Yeah. So, but, uh, and so I, I have that balancing act with Ezra or with Tempe or with Trent that I got to let them be kids, but I need to guide them as best as I can to a not give a you know, to ultimately not give a shit what other people think and do what you want to do. And it's hard at times to do that. But also not pick your boogers. Yes. See, that's the key. Yeah, well, I do for that me, a lot. For me. Uh, no, for no, no, dude, in the car by myself, I am flicking fucking rocks out the window all the time. You right. don't even know the amount of boogers I pick. Right, but <laughs> Tempe is that, Tempe is that, that no, oh, very no, no. critical stage where she'll do really weird things. That the, the booger picking, I don't mind. That's totally the, okay. The it's butt. wiping it <laughs> on me. Oh, that too. That's that's where I draw the I line. Worry, she sticks her hand down the back of her pants. Well, she, she's got it. Like she's got it. it her She's got a she's got an itchy ass. Yep. <laughs> whether it be because <clears throat> gross parent moment here, whether it be because she didn't wipe properly <laughs> or because her actual butt cheek or something is um is itchy, but she has absolutely no shame. No shame. But at the same time, it's like we got to teach her that digging for gold in the crack. If there's a problem down there, you should probably inspect. Yeah. In the bathroom, why it's happening, or have somebody come help you with a baby wipe or something. I just worry she turns into that kid, and we all know the kid, the kid in grade school, that kid, that kid who <laughs> everybody thought was, you know, wrong. So there, you know, there or is was some, wrong, or yeah. was wrong, but there is something wrong here that this child it, it thinks that it's okay to, you know, all of that. Yes. Uh, just all of that. Yes. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Everyone who's listening knows exactly who mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I, I mean, I can think of the two people. You, you, you who are listening may have been exactly who we're talking about here. So it's possible and that there's that too. So, um, yeah. And so it's really hard. Because I was not... 
what you would call socially acceptable, I guess, or I didn't view myself as being socially acceptable. And I have people slap me all the time and say, no, you are, you, you are a social person. You're great around groups and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. you are, I don't feel it though. I know internally I panic. Mm -hmm. In fact, what ended up helping and it's been a, let's see here. I'm 32, 33, 32, what's the year? 32. I'll be 33. Yes. It's taken me 12 years. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the whole the whole thing started when I was twenty, and I took a job <clears throat> teaching computer repair courses at a college, and I had no problem getting up in front of people and talking to them when it was a subject that I knew about, and I could assert myself, and I could be, you know, right there and say, "Yeah, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, I should have some water here with me," but um. I didn't have a problem talking about a subject, but as soon as that subject was done, I'd clam up and it's taken me a long time, you know, to not feel like a social outcast or a social, you know, the black sheep or whatnot. And, um, it's taken me a long time to get past the fact that I don't need to give a shit what other people think. And I don't want my kids to have to go through that. If that makes any sense. It does. And, um, I agree, you know, if you had looked at the 20 year old me and said, Hey, look, we're, you know, in 12 years, you're going to be traveling, you know, the, the Northwest meeting new people all the damn time, training them, talking to them, actually taking control of a situation and being the person that they go to or they look up to, or that, you know, you're in control of the situation and you're teaching them something. I would have laughed hysterically at you and told you to go fuck yourself basically. Cause I was a cocky son of a bitch too. And yeah. it was, that was a weird mixture. I believe it. So, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's rough trying to raise kids to be fully confident in themselves, but also at the same time, not be so, and even, I probably shouldn't even put an emphasis on them being awkward. I should just let them be them awkward selves and tell society to fuck off because society are the ones that got things kind A of A little bit, up. but I still insist with the, yeah. with no, the there's, butt. There, 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 no, there's, <laughs> yes, the butt, there, there are mean, certain lines you don't cer- cross. There's just certain things that you have and you know kids will say anything yes they will say anything they will walk up to a bald guy and ask why their head is shiny they will walk they up will to point, a fat person they will oh, point at right. the uh the couple that walks in through the dentist <laughs> office door who look like they are probably uh ethiopian in descent mm-hmm. and just shout out look mom it's the brown family yeah there's absolute there's no filter there's and no i filter and i love that about kids and they're you know you, you you want them to have no filter. You want to be able to say what they want to say, but you got to have. There's got to be. You got to teach them to be smart about the filter. I guess. Right. And I mean, I I always point out the example when I at my mom's wedding. I was um I was eight or nine, and my new upcoming you know my stepdad, his friends. He had two se- sets of friends that were couples, and they were both named Ben and Amy. Ah ooh. So there was an Amy trifecta? There was an Amy trifecta because oh. my mom's name is Amy. So my stepdad, Jason, had friends that two sets named Ben and Amy. And I had been recently been to Ben and Amy One's house to watch a movie. Uh, he had a laser disc player in the 90s. Oh, oh Bobby Roberts awesome. just popped major chub over that. <laughs> we watched uh, the, the oh, and I just lost the name of the movie. What's the one with the pu- crystal shard? Crystal, crystal, crystal something. It's puppets. 
Oh, is for a second there, I, I was, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But for a second there, I thought you were trying to go Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever the hell that's called. And no, I'm that like, wasn't in the 90s. I know. That's why I was like, dude, you, you like, you know, you, you got in your TARDIS and fucked some shit no. up there. <laughs> no, anyway, we watched a movie at their house. I thought they were really cool. Amy one very skinny lady. Yes. Um, Amy two not as skinny. Okay. And I use that. In, I, speaking as a larger a woman of larger carriage myself, yes. Um, Amy, Amy too was was larger, and so when I saw Amy too at the wedding, mm-hmm. being a young child, I was baffled because they looked similar, like they had the same haircut, yes. hairstyle. I'm like, I actually thought in my young head that she had gained a hundred pounds overnight. You're a hippo. No, I asked her. I I basically straight out said, wow, you've gained a lot of weight. Like, I mean, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but I think that was pretty damn close. So basically, I'm telling this beautiful woman who by no means was fat, um, but she definitely needed she definitely needed to inform me somehow that she wasn't who I thought she was. And she didn't know how. And I think I made her cry. Yeah, and you know, as as a parent of a kid who's done something like that, you just like you want to open up this black hole in the universe and sink into it, never to be seen again. Because my you were mom didn't so find mortified. out for years. I told her later, and she's like, "You said what?" Well, at least she didn't find out for years. Because as somebody who has had multiple kids, embarrassing me on multiple occasions with just some really, really honest and hilarious kid stuff, but some people just don't get that. Um, yeah, so you have this whole thing about, about raising your kids. You, you, you constantly feel like you're fucking them up and you don't want to fuck them up because you want them to be able to be functioning human beings and, and, you know, productive members of society. And I've heard that if you're feeling that way, then you're doing something right because you are worrying about them. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, the, the, uh, the thought being that if you're worrying about it, then you're probably doing something about it. Even yes. if it's subconscious. Yes. So, um, I kind of went through all that or, or, or go through all that to say, um, there's a lot of societal values, especially, and I'm, and I'm by no means sliding the female at all on this, but of this whole be a man. And it, this actually kind of goes back to the whole gay thing and, or, and I, I, I say gay, homosexual, however you want to say it. I'm not trying to sound derogatory. So if I did, I, I apologize. I think gay is socially acceptable at this point. I mean, as long as you're not saying it, like, but basically if, if, if you're yeah, not, not, if you're that. not this, you know, heterosexual, you know, gun toting, beer swollen, you know, Southern flag waving, you know, football watching, you know, if you don't fit the stereotypical, stereotypical male mold. Male, yeah, and or you're not tough or you happen to be emotional or whatnot, then there's something wrong with you. Or you're just gay. And some people, some people, well, even I, very open-minded people, will put effeminate or not, quote-unquote, manly men into a gay yes. pigeonhole. It's not even trying to. They just do. Yes. And so the reason I brought all that up is because I actually saw an interesting video, and I think I just emailed it to you, so you should have the link there. I do. Um, and, and what it comes down to is, is that... I don't know. I can't say whether or not this happens in other countries, um, but America as a society, we fuck our men, our little boys up hard emotionally and and mentally 
on this whole stereotypical, you've got to be a man, you've got to man up, you've got to do this, you know, don't be a pussy, don't, 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 you know, don't act like a little faggot or whatnot. Yeah. And these are harsh words, but they're all words that I've heard people say before. And it's just like, oh my God. Um, so do you have the video queued up that I gave I, you? I do. Okay. So let me um, adjust the levels here. Hold on. And this is where I fail at podcasting because I grabbed the wrong mixer. So just keep going there. I'll have it here in a second. I don't know why, but it's Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is what popped into my head. I, why is that? I haven't heard that song in for I ne- see, and now I know what I'm listening Meat to. Meatloaf. I know. Maybe I'm just hungry. Meatloaf. <laughs> okay, so are you ready to hit play? Yes, I am. All right, well, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Stop crying. Stop with the tears. Don't cry. Pick yourself up. Stop with the emotion. Don't be a pussy. Don't let nobody disrespect you. Be cool and be kind of a dick. Always keep your mind. Nobody shit. likes a tattletale. Bros come before hoes. Don't let your woman run your you life. You bitch. What a fag. Get laid. Do something. Be a man. Be a man. Grow some balls. The three most destructive words that every man receives when he's a boy is when he's told to be a man. We've constructed an idea of masculinity in the United States that doesn't give young boys a way to feel secure in their masculinity. So we make them go prove it all the time. Within their peer group culture, each of them is posturing based on how the other boys are posturing. And what they end up missing is what they each really want, which is just that closeness. In good times, guys are like really close to each other. But when things get a little bit worse, you're on your own. From middle school, I had four really close friends. Once I kind of went into high school, I struggle finding people I can talk to because I feel like I'm not supposed to get help. Our kids get up every morning. They have to prepare their mask for how they're going to walk to school. A lot of our students don't know how to take the mask off. What is it you don't let people see? Almost 90% of you have pain and anger on the back of that paper. If you never cry, then you have all these feelings stuffed up inside of you, and then you can't get them out. They really buy into the, a culture that doesn't value what we've feminized. If we're in a culture that doesn't value caring, doesn't value relationships, doesn't value empathy, you are going to have boys and girls, men and women, go crazy. I had anger issues in high school. I felt like an outcast. I've been suspended at least once every year I was here. We would just look for trouble and just like try to fight. Boys are more likely to act out. They're more likely to become aggressive. Most people miss that as depression or see it as a conduct disorder, or just a bad kid. I felt like just giving up on life. You know, I actually had suicide thought to my head at sixth grade. I felt alone for, for a long time, and I actually thought about killing myself. Whether it's homicidal violence or suicidal violence, people resort to such desperate behavior only when they are feeling shamed and humiliated or feel they would be if they didn't prove that they were real men. If you're told from day one, don't let nobody disrespect you, and this is the way you handle it as a man, respect is linked to violence. If I can man up, why step down from that, you feel me? It's like instinct. So man up! Man up! Man up! Man up! Man up. Some fucking balls. Act like a man! Be a man! Be a man! For my kids, I was going to end this hyper-masculine narrative here. We 
Why they? That gives me the chills. Doesn't it though? Ugh. But what? But uh, there's a lot of truth. Yeah. I mean, and I know I was at a loss for words there, but fuck, I, I a lot of that I went through in high school. I mean, yeah, when I was younger, I remember I did. I used to get ridiculed for you know the possibility that I could have been gay or homosexual or that I was a faggot or that I was a pussy or whatever, mm. and. Yeah, I mean that. I had some serious anger issues as a child—not as a child so much, but as a teenager, I had a lot of anger and the torment that I had to deal with and that I had to work through. And it was one of the many reasons why I wanted to go to homeschool. Thankfully, the one saving grace that I had—and I don't, you know—I don't always agree with my father. I don't always, you know, know who does. Who who always agrees with their parents, yeah. right? But my dad would not let me. He he had he 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 actually did use the words "man up" before, but not in the way that it was used in that video. His his thing was, you know, is don't. He, he helped me learn to be strong and to fight to be okay with myself. And you know, I I still had a lot of my own personal bullshit I had to work through, which is why it took so damn long. But it wasn't any fault of his per se. And he wouldn't let me quit school, and I, I damn near almost want to say hated him for it at the time. Mm-hmm. But. I, resp- I, I I'm glad that he did what he did. I'm glad that he forced me to deal with that stuff and, and work through it because you know it's made me who I am today. It's made me be able to deal with what I can deal with today. And I don't know that I would have made it through my divorce had that had I not been able to you know deal with the bullshit I went through with high school. You know, yeah. And it may seem kind of weird to say that, but. You know, and, and I don't, I'm not, we've, we, like you said, we've, we've downed this first episode a little bit here as far as, you know, the whole entire mood goes. So, you know, we can bring up the other stuff at a later date or whatnot, but we are a nation that is fucking our kids up and we're fucking them up hard. And well, I think there's a happy medium. I mean, I, I didn't like in here where, where they use that phrase of, you know, they they keep say, saying like be a man is a bad phrase. Yes, because but you see but the whole be, thing is it's the, it's it's the it's meaning the mentality it, behind the it. The meaning behind it, yes. Because there's nothing wrong with being masculine just like there's nothing wrong with being feminine. It's the the problem is what you do about people who say you're not what you think you want to be. Yes, or the fact that there's these stereotypes that you can't be emotional or effeminate as a male the emotional thing kills me like or that you can't be a, a, a very strong independent female right i mean it, the same almost the same thing can be said for women um you know women are emotional people it, it more yes. generally more emotional than men outwardly and i can remember i've always been a person that can cry at the drop of a hat i kid you not i i will cry with almost any criticism or at least be fighting back tears Mm -hmm. and i've always hated it because even at like a criticism at work like a valid you know you've done this thing wrong and you should fix it i will just kind of like start tearing up and i look i feel like the the crazy emotional psycho bitch and it's because you know that other people are viewing you that's why that yeah. Because that you know, as a society or as a st- norm or whatever, they see that oh god, here she is doing her whole female thing again. Oh, she's crying to get her way. She's crying yep. to get sympathy, and it's not. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with I've gotten bad news. That's how I react to it, and I hate that because I was, I was always told. <laughs> 
my dad was a little harsh on me when I would do that. If I would cry over something, he'd be like, there's nothing to cry about. You know, yeah. there's nothing to cry about all the time. And I'm like, yeah, there is. My my poor little feelings are just crushed, you know? Yes. And, and uh, it, now I just look at him. I'm like, sorry, I'm crying. I just, I t- I'm taking it hard. You know, like yeah. it doesn't even, and now I'm just like, uh, yeah, I, I cry about things when I'm upset, but at least, you know, I'm taking it seriously. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it freaked you out when we were first together because whenever no, see, we fight, I cry. No, no, no. It, and it didn't freak me out. <laughs> I have this, I'm a, in this respect, I have this very, very, ma- I, I guess you could say male mentality, or at least it's viewed that way. Men are very much of this, if it's broken, we want to fix it. Yes. And if we can't fix it, we go nuts and we want to then break something else. Like because the Robin we, Williams quote. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so basically... If it's broke, I want to fix it. If I can't fix it, then I'm inevitably going to want to go break something else because I'm so frustrated that I can't fix it. And the crying never bothered me. What bothered me would, when you, we first got together was that you would ro- try to hide and not deal with it. Yes. And I've always been very much, and I was raised very much, that you just you dealt with the bullshit at the time that the bullshit was there, no matter how bad it cut or whatever else, and then you moved on. And in my family, you just ignored it. You buried it. No, no, no. Sorry. You didn't bury it. You never even acknowledged that there was a problem. It's so much easier. Uh, what? Ignoring it? or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Can't you tell by my parents' relationship? Yeah. It worked way better for them. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And, uh, Good know, news is we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. Yes, we are. Woo-woo. For which you have nothing planned. I... I was actually wholeheartedly looking today. Now, are my plans coming to <laughs> together like I want them to? <laughs> Fuck no, they never do. But because I'm trying. Because you wait till the last minute. Because I, it takes inspiration. It takes a long time for the inspiration for the right thing to do to hit me, and then it normally hits me about a week a to week twenty-four away. hours before it happens. Usually more toward the twenty-four hours. Yes, I shop a lot on Christmas Eve. Yes, you do. Um, but yeah, so. No, it's, I... Whatever we're doing, it's working for us. Yes, it is. And we're not perfect. We've had fights. But I want my kids to not have the same neuroses that I had, or that still to a point have. Yeah, same here. And it's hard to do that. And I've found myself saying some of those terms to Ezra, you need to man up, stop acting like a little girl. And after watching that video, I understand that, how I mean that to come across to him is most, I can guarantee you it's not how he's perceiving it. Right. So I need to step back and fix that. I also realized the other day that we curse too much around the kids. Yes. And I'm working on that because I, I, and I'm conflicted about that because I go, I go, I go a couple of different ways. Well, with it. When, when Ezra was little, we always took the view that if he hears it, that's one thing. If he says it, that's another. Yep. You know, you need because they're going to hear no it matter what, everywhere hear it. all yes. the time, no matter what. That's not something you can change. Um, but it's but, whether or not they say it, repeat it, yes. know what it, you know, things like that. But I think we've it's gotten a little bit out of hand. And Ezra was a different duck than Tempe. And Tempe will repeat it oh, for the fun the, of saying Basically, it. anybody who has seen Christmas Story, Tempe is very much like the father in that movie. She can weave a colorful tapestry of curse words that would make even the most hardened sailor blush and go, oh my God. It makes me but proud have, and horribly embarrassed. But at, at the, the same, same time, time, it's 
our our new tactics have been working. They have, and she hasn't done that in a long I time. I know she's she's really cleaned up her mouth. I'm she very has. Proud of her. I'm very proud of my four year old for not having such a potty mouth anymore, <laughs> and I'm kind of ashamed of myself because I'm I'm partially at fault for that. Yeah, but and I caught Trent saying "damn it" again. It's so cute when a two year old says it, though. I know he drops something. He goes, "Damn, Damn it!" it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for laughing at that, but it's so adorable. And he always uses it so correctly. But going back to all, uh, it, it, they are sponges, and they pick up on a lot more than we realize at times. And mm-hmm. just watching that video, and I think I only saw it yesterday or today. It makes me realize that while what I'm trying to instill in Ezra isn't necessarily bad, I need to watch how I'm trying to instill it in him. Yeah. And the same is going to go for Trent and even Temperance, because if there's one thing I don't want Tempe to have to contend with, or I shouldn't say she will always have to contend with it, but if there's one thing I want her to be able to contend with is the dipshit assholes that think that because she's female, she can't do this, or she's weak, or she doesn't know as much, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Or vice confidence. Versa. It comes down yeah, to confidence. It all comes down to confidence, and she's one of the most confident little girls I've ever met. And in I my don't life. want that to go away. Exactly. And I want Ezra to. He's gotten a lot more confident than yeah. he used to be, and I want that to continue because it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, Trent's still a little too young to gauge it right now. Yeah. I mean, but... he seems fairly confident for a two-year-old, but I mean, he's certainly daring. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where you confuse confidence with stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> they can often look very similar. They can. <laughs> I do it. I'm gonna, you know, chug this whole thing of, you know, of a, uh, you know, uh, sriracha. <laughs> okay, enjoy that. Yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, all, all my, all of the kids strike me as the type of people who would do things like the cinnamon challenge and the, the yes. banana and a coke yes. two liter thing, and the, they all strike me as people like I'm the down. Dude that, let's try the it. The dude that dropped the two liter diet coke and just and down it like it oh was nothing, God. and then an entire pack of Mentos, and then oh it was a God. fountain of vomit, and I about fell oh out of my, my chair. God. I was laughing so hard, but <laughs> I wouldn't want my kids doing that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. <coughs> so all in all, yeah, I mean. I think we're probably going to need to wrap it up here pretty quick because we've been rambling on for almost two hours now. I know, and but I, it's been great. I wanted, I wanted it to be so much funnier, and it we'll get it there. was a little depressing. Yeah, I we'll get there. No, I, you know, we'll get there. I, but I, I think it's. I think I'll do a little bit of research before the next yes. show, so I have some lighter, the lighter side. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. You'll be the lighter fare. <laughs> I'll be more of the meat and potatoes of the. Oh my fucking god, the world's coming to an end, which is really strange. Because normally, I, do I normally? Put out that kind of an aura? No. Yeah, I guess That's I was... why I thought the funny thing would be good, because you're normally yeah. very funny. So I'll try to be funnier next time. Yeah. Um, Only, I think it... Never mind. Yeah. There was some, There's some quote about... It's kind of like the racist thing. If you say you're funny, then you're probably not. Not funny. If you say yeah, you're yeah. not a racist, then yeah. you probably are. So, no, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys made it for the episode okay, and we are going to continue on, and we're going to... I gonna... think I'll have him cut out some of the bad parts. No. If he can. I'm going, I don't know, we'll see what we do about editing. I'm kind of one of those, you know, what we did is what we did, and we should be proud of it. You can use the fast forward button a lot. <laughs> don't, now, come on, at least tell them they can speed listen to it. You, you can but put it like one. like a munchkin. So, that, that would be funny, and then that takes care of the hilarity part of it that you wanted, so therefore <laughs> we have a funny podcast, so we're good. Okay. Um. So, yes, if you've been, if you've. Stuck with it for this long. Thank you. I apologize for all the clicking noises and chair noises. We're working on more. We, we, we're working on on getting you know our podcast um, uh, game up. We're, we're still noobs at this, so we'll we'll figure it out. 
Um, but we also would like, you know, any type of comments. If you guys, you know, if there's something you think we could do better, worse, if you loved it, hated it, you know, we're open to hear everything. Um, because we want to make the show something that people want to listen to. We also want to know that we're doing the right, you know, that we're on the right path and that people are liking it. So we're very open to comments and reviews and whatnot. So we hope that, uh, hope that we can get this thing off the ground and that you guys enjoyed it. Um, and I guess we should probably eventually at some point come up with a cool sign off too, huh? Everybody else seems to have one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to think on that. Yeah, me too. That might be my permanent one. I'm gonna have to think on that because I just don't. I that's not even. I in fact thought of that as yes. we were starting. I'm like, but I don't have the sign off thingy. Like, yes. like everybody has the thing that they say, and yes. I would use one of those, but that would be wrong. And even if I agree, yeah, with you, do, some you, of them. you don't want to plagiarize somebody else's cool no. sign on or sign off because then then that whole poser thing we spoke about earlier comes back. I play. know. So, but I am an adaptable monkey. I, yes. I mean, I pretty much adapt to my surroundings. There you go. Your surroundings. There was a weird noise, and it it, it was like that speech disruptor thingy. Oh that yeah, yeah. I'm having a weird noise, and it's making me do the thing. Where Is it I a hum it's or a, z- It's a. I think it's more my in my brain. <laughs> oh okay. I think it's an inner ear. I was gonna say because my uh my headphones my cans are clear. So all right. All right. Well, uh, I I, I pick- think that's my new <laughs> sign off. My cans are clear. My cans are clear. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm gonna close this out here with a song. Um, it's actually a song that I fe- I feel kind of speaks to the overall nature of the show about you know how society views people and and, and it's kind of the whole kid thing. And um, if you don't agree with me, well then piss off. But uh, until next time, this is uh, Justin and me. And um, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.